أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praise is due to Allah and may the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Dear brothers and sisters, welcome to yet another live stream session wherein we bring to you pertinent issues concerning Islam and Muslims in the form of discussions or short reminders or talks. Inshallah, my talk tonight is going to focus on an important aspect of the Quran which is the stories of previous nations and what lessons we can learn from them. And I want, to, I want my talk is specifically about previous nation which was Bani Israel. We know that many, pre, many nations have passed before us. They have been given scriptures, they have been sent with Anbiya and Rusul. Many of them are mentioned in the Quran and a lot of them have not been mentioned in the Quran. But the point to remember is they, the stories that are mentioned in the Quran and of course in the Ahadith of Rasulullah are for a particular reason. And that is for us as an Ummah of Muhammad to learn important lessons from them and apply in our lives both on an individual and a collective level. You know Bani Israel are a nation that resemble us, the Ummah of Muhammad in many ways and they are the one who are mentioned by far the most in the Quran. For, uh, regarding Bani Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says and it is very important to note that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this nation, he gave them a great status Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he mentions in the Quran Imagine that status my dear brothers and sisters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the creator of everything that is the creator of this universe he gave to this nation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says O Bani Israel remember my favor that I bestowed upon you that I that I bestowed upon you that I preferred you over the worlds over the universe oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I preferred you imagine that status to be given to a nation by none other than the creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a status to a nation of course it comes with responsibilities of course it comes with do's and don'ts which is the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as long as that nation fulfills the commands and prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as long as they fulfill the covenant that they have given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they remain on that position and what we see with Bani Israel is that they lost that position because of the sins because of the ma'asiyah because of the rebellion against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in various places because of how they killed Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so all of these ma'asiyah they did time and time again so much so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a sense sacked them from that position Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took that position away from them and we know we all know what we refer to them in every single raka'ah of our daily prayers we refer to them as maghdubi alayhim waladdallin those who have incurred the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who have gone astray imagine that downfall for a moment dear brothers and sisters 
Imagine that downfall from فَضَّلْتُكُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ تُمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ It is important to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not only sack them or suspend them from that position, but in fact He replaced them with us, the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, referring to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You, O Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you are the best nation sent to mankind. But as we said earlier, this status comes with conditions and the conditions again as they were with Bani Israel they are with us we are the best nation as long as we fulfill these conditions ma'ruf, we enjoin good but then munkar, you forbid evil billah, and you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is in this context that we need to look at the stories mentioned in Bani Israel the context is that they were a nation given a special status but because of their rebellion against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of ignoring the commands and prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took that position away from, the, from them this is how we need to learn lessons from them so that we do not commit the same mistakes so that we do not lose this position that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as ummat khaira ummatin so it is in this context, inshallah, I want to go through a story or incident that's mentioned about Bani Israel and Surah Al-Baqarah. And the aim is not to just um, read out or narrate the story, but inshallah, learn some important lessons and apply it in our current day reality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in Surah Al-Baqarah about a covenant that He subhanahu wa ta'ala took from Bani Israel, a promise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds them, He says, O Bani Israel, He says, And remember, O Bani Israel, when we took a covenant from you, the covenant was, that you will not kill each other, you will not shed each other's blood. And you will not expel your brothers out from their homes and out from their lands. You will not expel each other out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds them, وَأَنْتُمْ تَشْهَدُونَ And then you accepted the promise and you are a witness over it. As we can understand, as we can see from this covenant, that the, the main essence of this covenant was to maintain the bonds of brotherhood and unity within the ummah, within the believers back then. It was about unity between them, it was about helping each other, it was um, about not helping the enemies when they come to fight with your brothers. And part of the covenant was also that in case an external enemy comes, invades your land, plunders your resources, take some of your brothers as captives, it is a duty upon you to do whatever you can to secure the release of your brothers. So that was I, the covenant and as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it was well known Bani Israel through the Anbiya knew that this is a covenant and they accepted it that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says that you are witness over it so what did Bani Israel do 
they broke the promise and not only once they repeatedly broke the promise they broke it they broke it big time and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds them is that when they broke the promise what actually used to happen was instead of fulfilling the promise they would constantly fight each other they would shed each other's blood in fact they would help external enemies to overpower their own brothers and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he reminds them he, about they broke the breaking of the promise he subhanahu wa ta'ala he says ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ هَاؤُلَاءِ تَقْتُلُونَ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَتُخْرِجُونَ فَرِيقًا مِّنْكُمْ مِّنْ دِيَارِهِمْ He says, then there you are, killing each other and expelling a party of you from their homes. بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ He says, ثُمَّ أَنْتُمْ هَاؤُلَاءِ تَقْتُلُونَ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَتُخْرِجُونَ فَرِيقًا مِّنْكُمْ مِّنْ دِيَارِهِمْ He says, تَظَاهَرُونَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِالْإِثْمِ in sin and enmity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposes their sin. He says, this is what you are doing. Now, coming to the incident, what they used to do was they would help the external enemy fight their brothers, humiliate them, loot them, drive them out of their lands, take them as prisoners. When Israel assisting external enemies to help overpower their own brothers, which is breaking the essence of the entire promise. And when their brothers were taken as captives, completely subdued, humiliated, and when they would come back asking, the enemies will ask for ransom, Bani Israel will now remember the other part of the promise. And that is, aha, uh -huh, look, we have given a promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will secure their release. So they will pay ransom to release, to get the brothers free after they have been subdued and humiliated thinking that they are doing something good we need to know we need to see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying okay you did something good at the end no Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he puts everything in context he says and if they come to you after they have been subdued, humiliated, taken captives by your enemies, when they come to you as captives, tufaduhum, do you give them fidya? Do you give them ransom to secure their freedom? But Allah, see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts everything in context. He says, Yet the expulsion was haram on you. Yet the assistance to your enemies in expelling your own brothers out of their hometown, out of their lands, was haram on you. So, putting everything um, in context. In fact, as a, as a side note, we have to remember that a lot of Mufassirin, they say, this practice of Bani Israel continued up until they came and settled down around Medina in the hope of the last Prophet. As we know, the two tribes from Medina who gave the Nusrah to Rasulullah Aus and Khazraj, they were previously warring tribes. They were they used to fight each other. And the tribes of Yahud who have that have settled down around Medina, you'd expect that they are living as one Ummah. They are, you, you'd expect that they have coordination and support between each other. But no, you see that some of the Jewish tribes are allied to Aus and some others are allied to Khazraj when Aus and Khazraj are fighting between each other. 
So it is not a practice that it is not an incident that they did once or twice. They have repeatedly done this. Now, before continuing and before looking at the verdict of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on all of these, these incidents, let us reflect upon the current reality. Let us reflect upon something that is happening today right in front of our own eyes. So I don't want you to go back in history and look at some incidents. No, every, things that we have witnessed over the past few years. And let us try to reflect upon the situation and compare it with, with the story that we've just mentioned. And the, the aim is to find out whether we in some way, shape or form are repeating the same mistake as of Bani Israel. If not, are we supporting those who are committing that sin? And if not, are we silent of um, someone committing that sin and we are silent? Because they are all the same, you, whether you are committing it, whether you are supporting it or you are silent over it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold you to account for everything that you do. Look, let's look at some of the realities. Look at the example of Burma. Our brothers and sisters in Burma, in Rohingya, they were butchered. Atrocities were committed over them for a long period of time. The news came to us. They were looted, they were raped, they were killed and they ran away for their lives yet we saw our muslim rulers who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in position so that it is a test for them so what we saw it was all muslim rulers looking at these crimes and not doing anything about it absolutely nothing they were in fact they were in fact supporting the uh, the the ones who are who are committing the crimes, as we will see in some other examples as well. Now you see, the rulers who have position, who have strength in their hands, sitting silent over the atrocities committed over our own brothers and sisters. And what happened was when there was an international outcry, when they the Rohingya brothers and sisters ran out of their land in seek of support and refuge and the Muslims were looking at each other in awe and shock. What will happen to these brothers? Who will help them? And they expected some response from these Muslim rulers. You see some of these Muslim rulers came out promising them job visas. You know the Saudi um, government, they, they announced some several thousand work permits or iqama that they call them. Um, to, and a promise to settle some of the refugees from Burma, for the Muslims, in the land. I want you to think about this for a moment. Is it not the same as what Bani Israel were doing? Breaking the essence of the promise, which is breaking the essence of the unity within the Ummah, allowing the atrocities to be committed over your brothers, and then after they have been subdued, humiliated, killed, expelled from their lands, you now throw at them some job visas, you throw, now throw at them some promises of citizenship and think you have done something good? Think of, think about it for a moment. Look at, let's look at some other, ex another example. We see the situation of our brothers and sisters in Palestine. The daily atrocities that are committed over them by the illegal Jewish state of Israel. You see 
it the state of Israel sits in the heart of the Muslim lands surrounded by all Muslim rulers in their armies yet the Muslim rulers they are fighting over each other competing over each other to normalize the relationships with this illegal state of Israel while it carries on its atrocities upon our brothers and sisters in Palestine you see you have rulers who um, who organize joint military exercises with the Israeli Defense Force Muslim rulers you see the oil pipeline the fuel that is supplied to the state of Israel goes through several Muslim mainlands and the rulers do not do anything about it but they allow this fuel to be supplied to Israel which it and then uses to fly its jets over Palestine and bomb our brothers and sisters and when there is an international outcry every now and then you see when the brothers and sisters in Palestine are in need of clothes in need of um, shelter in need of medicine you see some of these Muslim rulers they send aid ships with clothing with children's toys for example with medicines as if they are doing something good now think about it for a moment is it not the same as the sin that Bani Israel were committing that you allow the state of Israel to flourish you strengthen its military by conducting joint military exercises you allow the fuel to pass through your mainland to the state of Israel and then when it bombs our brothers and sisters when it bombs the cities when when they are in need of some basic supplies you supply them with aid ships and then you think you're doing something good is it not the same as what Bani Israel were doing let us look at one last example we know what happened in Syria and we know how the Muslims and the Mujahideen in Syria were deceived by none other than our own rulers the Muslim rulers while the atrocities were being committed over our brothers in Syria by Assad by Russia by the US we saw our own our rulers shaking hands with these butchers our rulers facilitating these atrocities and yet when our brothers and sisters are humiliated bombed out of their houses and they're looking for some sort of refuge these rulers provide some refugee camps with a few million refugee camps as if you're doing something good can't we see that there is such a such um, a parallel between what we are what our rulers are doing and what Bani Israel were doing exactly the same Wallahi it is exactly the same let our brothers and sisters first get humiliated killed expelled and subdued and then throw some breadcrumbs at them this is exactly what Bani Israel were doing now this is with respect to our rulers what about us what about our scholars what about our shayukh what about what about our leaders don't we see don't we hear these arguments that that ask you to look at the good that they are doing and ignore the bad that they're doing don't we see don't we hear arguments saying oh look yes they might have done something wrong but look at the good they have do they have done look at the aid ships yeah look at the refugee camps look at the work permits that Saudi is providing for example don't we hear these arguments 
don't we hear these arguments that you guys you always attack but you don't see the good you should give credit where it's due well if that's the response if that's the argument let us look at the verdict of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that incident that where Bani Israel broke that covenant because we saw that what is being done now in front of our eyes is exactly the same as Bani Israel did and therefore when we hear these arguments we need to refer back to Allah and his messenger وسلم, and we need to see what was the verdict of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over this breaking of promise by Bani Israel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he doesn't even refer to this breaking of promise as a khiyana he condemns it harshly he subhanahu wa ta'ala he refers to it as kufr no less Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says imagine takfurun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to these actions by Bani Israel he says so will you believe in some parts of the book and disbelieve in other parts of the book what shall be the recompense of those who do this from amongst you except that they will face humiliation in this life and they will face severe punishment in the hereafter and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not heedless of the things that you do so this is the verdict of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on when Bani Israel broke their promise and we saw the parallels between what they did and what our rulers are doing right now and those who are supporting or maybe keeping silent upon upon this hypocrisy see it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these ayat it is as if he is saying when your Rohingya brothers seek refuge you provide them with, with work visas and promise of citizenships when allowing the atrocities over them was haram on you will you believe in some parts of the book and disbelieve in other parts of the book it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying when your Palestinian, Palestinian brothers when your brothers and sisters from Palestine from Palestine seek aid seek clothing seek shelter seek medicine when their children are crying for some toys you send them aid ships when allowing the illegal state of Israel to commit atrocities upon them when allowing the fuel to be passed through your lands to the illegal state of Israel was haram on you will you believe in some parts of the book and disbelieve in other parts of the book it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these ayats or through these ayats is reminding us that when your Syrian brothers are subdued, humiliated, bombed out of their place, out of their lands and come seeking for refuge, you provide them with refugee camps. When shaking hands with the butcher Assad, the US and Putin was haram on you. Will you believe in some parts of the book and disbelieve in other parts of the book? So what shall be the recompense of those who do this except humiliation in this life and severe punishment in the hereafter. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to all of us, And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
is not heedless of the things that we do. So after saying all of this, after understanding all of this, the lesson that we can learn from this is that we as an ummah have been given a special status by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we risk losing this status if we tread the same path as was trodden by Bani Israel. It is a duty upon us to call this hypocrisy for what it is. This hypocrisy of the rulers for what it is. These rulers are an utter disgrace to the concept of one ummah, to the concept of unity within the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And if anything, we should work day and night to remove these rulers who are a disgrace over us. And inshallah, work day and night to replace them with a leader who will fulfill the promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who will rule over us by the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that we can take our rightful position in this world of khayra ummatin ukhrijat lil nas, the best nation sent to mankind. Inshallah, we will end it there. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, wa nashadu an la ilaha illa ant, wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.